Dice Rights Ice Cream Alert 654 Jose. Okay, one nothing. Hey guys, just Brandon and Jason here. Welcome back. Hit a third and eight. It's week nine of the NFL season. <laughs> Jason's over here all pumped and ready to go. Was a Colts fan sitting at five and two, heading into Baltimore. Excuse me, the coach of the home team. I'm also kind of pumped. Jason, how you feel about the Colts and Ravens on this weekend for week nine, baby? I have no reason to doubt that the Colts will come out on top. Ooh, that's that's going to be tough, man. With Phillip Rivers playing quarterback against Lamar Jackson and having that Ravens defense, so the Colts have the best defense in the league right now, arguably. Um, but, you know, having Lamar Jackson out there does pose a different threat. Definitely not a deep ball threat, you know, more of a running threat, but having Darius Leonard back in our 3-4 defense. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you for clarification because yeah. one team has a quarterback, the other team has two running backs. Um, but yeah, If you, you had to pick one had to win a game, who would you take to field real Lamar? Right now, this season, the right way now. they're no, playing no, no, this just, year? Yeah, right now. I would take Phil Rivers this year. I wish the Colts had the same amount of weapons. That you, like you know how the Ravens have just overall because the Colts have trash at receiver right now like Zach Pascal. Yeah, but you were just sure. saying last week how trashy you and Trey were talking about how trashy on the radio broadcast the but Ravens receiving core was, and I was the only one arguing saying no, guys, you're crazy. They got good receivers. No, no, no. That brings up my point about how bad the Colts receivers are. Par- Paris Campbell's been hurt all year. You know, T.Y. Hilton has looked, you know. Horrible, you know, he's on the plus side of 30. He's five foot eight slot receiver, who's been, you know, and honestly, he's played X almost his whole career. And Michael Pittman coming out of USC, who's our big body rookie, has not looked great. Thank God for Naeem Hines and Mo Alley Cox and Trey Burton, the tight end and running back, who's been helping Fury Real out, knowing his deep ball is kind of gone. But Rivers has played well the past couple of games, and I've been excited by it. Um, hopefully, as a coach fan, hopefully, we can keep Jackson in front of our defense instead of behind. And, you know, hey, that may be proved, you know, had to be the bigger issue. Well, I mean, I don't understand what your caution is. Yeah. Jackson hasn't. I've um, seen Philip Rivers make some very poor choices over the course of his 14 Yeah, but Jackson career. hasn't performed all year. Yeah. Everybody's still high off of his MVP season, which yeah. in and of itself was another high. Yeah. Because it does him, seem like the, the you know, Cam Newton slash, you know, had Russell Westbrook MVP year, you know, as it was more of a one and done kind of thing where it's like, okay, you had one good year, prove it again, and they can't really. Right. Granted, Jackson's a very young player. I'm not. I'm definitely not counting him out. He's definitely a top five quarterback. No, no, I still. definitely think he'll be a good running back yeah, for a long time to you're come. You're so stupid. <laughs> He's a great running back for a long time to come. <laughs> no, he has a chance. But you know, having Philip Rivers as your quarterback, it's a chance to lose every game, and I hate to say that. So, but who are you going with on this? I mean, I go to, Come on, it's your team uh, at home, man. You, do you not have any faith? Okay, they never lost at a Baltimore at home. So I guess I'll stick in you know, hey, with that trend. I say twenty one seventeen. Yeah, I want to go with the Colts. And yeah, twenty one seventeen. I think the Colts and their defense are going to play. Who knows? I mean, one of these teams have got to win. One of these teams have got to get that sixth win. Um, and it very well could be the Ravens. But I mean, with how the Colts have been playing defense, I yeah. don't know how one could look at that matchup and say that the Ravens are going to go in there absolutely and, and, and get a victory. Not yeah. to say they won't, but yeah. if I had to place money, I'm going to put money on the Colts' defense so long as Phillip Rivers continues to do what he's been doing this season. He needs to be a high-end game manager. That's it. Right, he needs that's to be it. A, that's a it. very high-level game manager. Uh, excuse me, manager. You know, he had two or three touchdowns, mid-twos to 300 yards a game. Very modest numbers, and he still proves to win. And last week, our defense had a couple scores, too, or a score. As well, so I mean, he can score on both sides of the ball. So hopefully, we can keep it. You know, he keep the ball out of his hands. Seahawks you know, or se. Bills? Ooh. Seahawks or Bills? <sighs> I gotta go, Russell Wilson on this one. 
You gonna say with Seahawks? I'll, yeah, I'm gonna say the Seahawks because Josh Allen hasn't looked well the past couple of games. He yeah, hurt but his, but the Seahawks don't have a defense, so it's a perfect time to build. Yeah, the Bills back. ain't got Russell Wilson either. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's that. Yeah, but they have a good defense. Yeah, but they don't have I Russell mean, Wilson unless you got Eric Henry Who, on your team. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna guard the DK Metcalf in that Buffalo secondary? That could be a you know a Josh huge Norman. issue. They can zone it. They can zone Metcalf. Okay, you saw what Derek Henry did to that young man. Uh, DK Metcalf is built in the same laboratory, so <laughs> he's going to push Josh Norman in the next Tuesday. It's a little bit different pass covering somebody than them yeah. coming out of the backfield, though. It, it's a little bit different. So uh, I'm going with the Bills. You're going with the Seahawks. I'll say the Seahawks. You know, hey, just for sake of the argument, you know, having Russell Wilson come off, you know, and, you know, hey, Russell Wilson's 9 1, though, against the AFC East. What are you going to do, career. though? Here's a question I ask. It's not going to shock anybody if the Seahawks win this game. No. And it's not going to shock anybody <laughs> if the Bills win either. But if the Bills win. And they're now seven and two. Are we looking at a first round bye with this team? Is that is that? It, yeah, but as bad as the division is, probably. Okay. Because the Jets are bad, the Dolphins and eh, Patriots. There eh. we go. First cross conference game: Broncos and Falcons. Oh, Broncos God. got they're what three and four. Falcons two and six. Yeah. Who's going to win this game? I mean, technically, the Falcons are due another mistake win, right? I mean, and I mean, Denver's won three out of the past four, so. Having the continuity back with Drew Lockett quarterback is huge for them. And getting that fourth quarter win against the Chargers. When you get that kind of win, when you come back That's a momentum-building win. Yeah, you, and if anybody else in the league is going to give you a fourth quarter win, it's, gonna it's the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. It's so, going to be Atlanta. The, I'll say Broncos in a very, very probably low-scoring game. You know, we had some topic. We put some bullet points for topics on another conversation we're going to be having tonight. This Atlanta Falcons team would fit under oh that conversation. Yeah. I'm just going to say, we forgot to put them there. I'm going to have to underline that. Moving on, Texans and Jaguars. Who's going to win this game, Brandon? Uh, let me see. I'd say you know, one team has a rookie named Jake something starting at quarterback, and one team has you know, hey, one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen, and Deshaun Watson. So I go. The but U- both of them still only managed to win one yeah. game. So what does that say? Watson has no help. I feel bad for as a Colts fan, I don't feel too bad for you know Watson, but as a fan of Watson, I do feel bad for Deshaun Watson. He's gonna win this game though. Texans? Texans yeah, gonna first easy. I don't disagree with you on that. Easy one. on that. Panthers yeah. and Chiefs. Panthers and Chiefs. CMC's yeah. supposed to be back. Yeah. Are we looking at Kansas going eight and one here and uh, locking up the AFC or, or taking just one more step towards locking it up? Or is yeah. or is Carolina gonna surprise us again? I don't think Carolina's gonna surprise us in this one. I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he can match Mahomes blow for blow, and that's not a knock against Bridgewater because nobody doing the NFL can. Yeah, match but if CMC, blow blow. but if CMC's back and they're able to pound the ball more, I think too that having a guy come back off injury in game one, some typically speaking, it's always a little off. And you know, and the Panthers' offense does have kind of a weird swing of momentum now that with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, taking over a bulk of the offense that with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson playing outside of receiver that with Curtis Samuel doing a tad bit of running back a tad bit of receiver. And, you know, hey, bringing CMC back into the fold, it actually may hurt them early on just because it's like they've learned how to play without him. So trying to incorporate him into the offense again. Now, I'm not saying him coming back is bad because we all know he's the best running back in football when healthy. But trying to incorporate him back, it actually may take a little bit of time. Okay. So, Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. All right, Lions and the Vikings. I'm going Vikings here. I'm rolling with Kurt. Although, I admire what the Lions are doing. They're fighting back. One team. Technically, the Lions are in the playoff fight. Uh, technically, they are mathematically, but Matt Stafford is now on the COVID list. So if they got to go into the Vikings playing 
Oh, I don't want to. I don't want I don't want to hear you talk about how the with a backup quarterback. You have railed on Kirk Cousins all year. You have. You really haven't even talked all that highly of Cooks. I mean, no, no, no. Dalvin Cook is a top five running back in football, maybe top three. All I'm saying is, is that the Lions right now are going to play in Minnesota with a backup quarterback. And so I'm giving Minnesota the game. So you're going Minnesota. To you make are them- so ready to rush to the defense of your Lord and Savior, Kirk Cousins. Hey. You wouldn't let me finish the thought. You don't have a speech impediment, man. Slow Captain down. Kirk is is a hero of mine. Look at me, the <laughs> little California dreamboat. Look at me. If they go three and five, though, in the NFC East, where they're bottom heavy. I mean, the NFC, sorry, did not mean to do that to you, Vikings. You're not that bad. Please don't do that. The though. NFC, where it is bottom heavy with teams, at three and five, is there a path to the playoffs? The Bears are bad. They're trending down. The Packers are still, especially after last night, stomped the 49ers. But the whole, you know, hey, 49ers team was hurt, so kind of just take that for right, what's worth. Right. The, you know what I'm saying? That the Packers are going to win that division. But if they beat the Lions here and they can find some sort of momentum, you know, hey, three or five, you're only halfway through the season. you still got eight games left. It's not unreasonable. Last year, Atlanta won, you know, he five out of their last six or seven out of the last eight. So Kirk Cousins has been known to be a second half of the season type quarterback. He did it last year because yeah. as soon as I traded the joke off my fantasy yep. team, he got hot. He did it Washington his, when he came yeah. off the bench. So, so, you know, having a momentum swing, you know, going into the back half of the season, you know, at three and five, it could be big for them. Like, yeah, but I got Vikings all the way. Bears and Titans. Oh. Titans going to get this win here. Man, it's the Bears. I don't trust Nick Foles. Right. Titans are going to get this win. I don't trust Matt Nagy. I don't trust anything about this game except Derrick Henry being, you know, had the baddest man in football right now. Outside of Aaron Donald, of course. So the Titans are going to Titans are going to, yeah. Great. All right, here's the next one. <laughs> Giants and the football team. <sighs> the Giants have been playing really good football the past couple weeks. And I know that probably seems like an oxymoronic statement, but when you watch them play... They've been... Competitive. They've been a couple bad plays. They've been a few bad Daniel Jones plays away from winning. (laughs) I have to just, you know, and I posted this in third and eight earlier this week. Daniel Jones is Jameis Winston over at the touchdown. I was like, I feel bad for the dude. Like, he has no help right now. You know, his running back, you know, he was a grocery clerk six weeks ago. Saquon's out. His, you know, top three receivers are Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and I can't think of the third one you know, uh, right now off the top of my head because I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but Judge Shepherd. is doing a good job there, though. I mean, he's I making think a Joe Judge is, you know, he's heading in the right direction. And I think, too, that people are making the mistake of counting him off early as a first-year head coach. Right. I think, too, that with him coming over from New England, obviously he's going to get the, you know, he blessings of Bill Belichick. As you know, hey, Belichick tends to do with his coaches. But I think – if they don't fix Daniel Jones' turnover problem, it's going to be an issue. Well, sadly, both of these teams still have a shot of, one, winning their division, yeah. and two, making the playoffs. It's week eight, and they have a combined uh, – how many wins, Jason? Three. Three. <laughs> Between two teams. And well, you that, can say, but, but go ahead and bring in the other two teams in the conference, and you that's have a combined say, win of five yeah, or that seven. That division is so bad, the Giants are one and seven and are mathematically capable of making the playoffs. My God, NFC's <laughs> realign the conferences. Like, y'all – so uh, who do you think here? Do you think Washington's going to reassert Washington. himself and take first place at three and five? Yeah, I think so. That defense, having you know their pass rush being as good as it is, and Daniel Jones being as Daniel Jones as he is, I think is you know, you know he could prove bad for Giants fans. But yeah, if Washington, Washington can get the offense clicking, if have, I can get an offense just in the boat, you'd yeah, be all right. Be good because our defense is good. All right, Raiders and Chargers. The Raiders here at four and three. The Chargers should be four and three. Yeah, they're at two and five. Who's going to win this game? Is the Chargers going to be leading in the fourth quarter yet again? 
And because of bad coaching calls and scheming, are these guys going to lose? I don't think John Gruden is going to give the Chargers a chance to be ahead in the fourth quarter. I think last week he found a, a decent way to win. We just turned it. But the Chiefs around. gave him a chance to be ahead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, the Chargers are really odd team to watch. And with Justin Herbert, honestly, you're in every game. But I think last week, John Gruden finds it all this week. Sorry about that, John. Um, yeah, he was fined heavily though by the NFL and lost the Talk pick for next year. Yeah. yeah. So, last week, you know, he discovered a formula he probably needs to stick with and just handed the ball off to, you know, he number 28, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He's a big, powerful running back out of Alabama. He doesn't have a whole lot of wear and Keep tear. Keep him honest with the West Coast. Yeah. As most, you know, Alabama running backs do. So, you know, he's got okay receivers on the outside. High car a little bit and control the ball. Don't give Justin Herbert a whole lot of time because he'll burn you, right. you know, if he has it. So, you're, you're going with the Raiders, though? Yeah. I, I like the Raiders. I'm pulling for the Raiders, but I also like the Chargers, and I'm pulling yeah. for the Chargers. I don't know who to go with in this game. But see, it's got to be hard on you mentally. It is really that. hard. Yeah. I'm going to be cheering on both teams and crying for both teams. I know if I had to pick a winner in my heart, it's, I'm saying the Raiders are going to win. But a part of me, as much as I like the Raiders, I'm kind of pulling for an underdog. I'm kind of pulling for Herbert. You know, you know how I feel about it is, is that you know the Raiders have the better head coach. And probably will definitely did a better defense more than likely on on most occasions. Right. I think that the Chargers have head and shoulders that a better quarterback in this game. Yeah, and I like Herbert. Derek Carr. Nothing bad against Derek, Derek Carr, but Herbert is great. Her- Herbert is a very good yes. quarterback. It's a huge line there. Moving on to the next game, <laughs> Dolphins and the Cardinals. Go ahead. Who Tula do you think is going to win this? The toilet paper. Right, so Strikes again. Is Kyler ninety three more yards? Is he going to give us another ninety three yard? I uh, say he give us. I say mid 200s. You've got to be kidding me! Mid 200 yard passing game. This a couple of touchdowns and two picks. Wait a minute, 200 yards? Yeah, I said mid twos. Okay, yeah. If they let him throw the ball 60 times, and Arizona, out of the kindness of their heart, lets him complete half of his passes again, and he's averaging 10 yards, yeah, he could get to 200 if they do that. With that math. I think just by the math of it, he's going to be behind for most of the game. So you can rack up passing yards. That means absolutely nothing. Breeze has done a, a huge portion of that during the course of his NFL career where you just stat piling yardage. Don't don't compare toilet paper to Breeze. One saying, of them's a quarterback. One of them's a soap opera story. He's not even a soap opera story. He's played one game you already writing the dude off. No, but I, I wrote him the, off in college. I'm just going to tell you. The, you know, Cardinals at 5-2 and two are going to be so far ahead, I think. Late in the third, early in the fourth, that two is going to have to throw to catch a ball. Here's a chance. Miles Gaskin's out too, though, so they really don't have a run game. So they're running back as a, I want to say as Matt Breida. Breida's Jordan a good, Howard. but he's just coming back right off injury. Breida's, Breida's really good. Oh, he, oh, yeah, he's he, lightning. Yeah, he got feet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's one of the fastest backs in the NFL. Yeah. I think he's the second fastest back in the NFL, yeah. right behind Mostert. But here's your chance, toilet paper. Here's your freaking chance. You want to win? You want to prove me wrong? You want to you want to put third and eight on check, Jason specifically? I said put you on check. I like go out that. and do something. Yeah. Go out and perform. Go out and win a game against a, a decent team, not a good team, a decent team. So the Rams are decent, but the Cardinals are good. Because Card- I feel like the the Rams, Cardinals have an offense to score points. But who does Tua play? He plays the all. You know, he plays quarterback, so he plays But there's defense. a difference when you're, the opposing team's offense isn't scoring any points and you don't have to do anything and overcome anything. I mean, that's When your too. defense yeah, is point scoring too. points, when your defense and special team scores more points than the other team's offense, offense yeah. you, 
Yeah, I can go be quarterback for them. I mean, like I said, <laughs> show, like, all they ask me to do is just park the car in the garage and don't take out the kitchen. So, if he's asked to do that and that's all he does, okay, he's a rookie. Now, if and I you're was, fine with somebody making a million plus dollars a year and all they got to do with all the talent out there, you're just okay with the quarterback because of the story. You're okay with a quarterback that could just put the keys in ignition, cut it on, put on the seat warmers, so that when you sit down to drive, you got a nice warm butt. No, okay, man, so you got to expect two, more out of your quarterback. Two of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, one being Tom Brady, and one being Russell Wilson. Don't just don't even freaking compare. Listen to me. Toilet paper. Let me finish. Oh, when your boy gets and manages games and wins six Super Bowls, come talk to me. When okay. your boy manages a career like Russell Wilson, give me a call okay. and we can talk about it. No. Okay, so early <laughs> Oh, my God, no, dude. Okay, hear me out. The Alert, the next topic is conspiracy theories, and here comes one, bro. <laughs> no, this not Holy a, crap. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is actually what happened. Listen to me now. Early on in his career, hey, Russell Wilson, you know, he was a third or fourth straight quarterback that coming out of Wisconsin playing in Seattle. Let me finish. Let me finish. Longest tenure at quarterback in in the college without an interception. Okay, let me finish. He was actually good. He didn't win no titles, 2 or one one Look, you wrote Alabama, bro. Any, I can go to Alabama and be the town boy and win freaking uh, okay. a couple championships. And that was true. Tua wouldn't have been inserted in the second half of that game when Jalen Hurts couldn't score against Georgia. But let me finish about Russell Wilson early on. Who was a starter? Let me finish. Who was a starter, though? You started this crap. Who was picked a starter over Tua at Alabama? Jalen Hurts. Okay, thank you. Okay, and then they figured out that decision was wrong. When? The second half title game, though, when Jalen Hurts couldn't score. In the what game? The title game. In the title game. When it was an advantage to put a quarterback on the field that was mediocre that the other team hadn't prepared for. No, it's when they put a... Okay, Jalen Hurts' college career, he was a very conservative quarterback. That was why they know most Alabama quarterbacks dating back to A.J. McCarron are very conservative though because of the defense. You put Tua in there, he set, all of, he set all of Alabama's passing records, touchdowns, and yardage, if I'm not mistaken, also the completion percentage. So putting Tua in there was literally like sticking prime Peyton Manning on the 85 Bears defense. He wasn't good enough to start over Hurts. Tom Brady wasn't good enough to start over Drew Bledsoe. What the hell is your point? Whoa! Dude, really? Tom Brady's first year? Yeah, he's in. The, he's a rookie in the NFL. Okay, so it's okay when Tom's a rookie, but when Tua's a rookie wait, 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 playing wait, one game, no, no, it's a problem. Hold on. If they would have started Tom Brady as good as he is, over Drew Bledsoe, I would have said the same thing. It wasn't the right time. Look, let the big man upstairs make the timing decisions. God stepped in, the big man, and <laughs> said, Drew, your time is over. It's now time for Brady. Okay. Bill Belichick's a great coach. You want to know why? Because he didn't get ahead of God. Okay? Flores, I thought was a good coach. Tui got the big head and said, I'm going to get ahead of the big man. It was Fitzpatrick's time. There was a reason he was performing at the at his peak performance, and you killed him for what? A guy that got benched in college for another quarterback and who just happened to come around in the title game? 
Get out of here. I would say happened to come around. Oh, he, my God. He won the title And game. then you were going to compare him to Tom Brady and Russell Wilson? I would have compared him to a few to be quite long oh enough to let me finish. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I want to hear this. Russell Wilson, early on in his career, okay, just yes or no, nothing else. Tell me if I'm wrong. Had the best home field advantage in football. Yes. Okay. Had a top three running back in football in Marshawn Lynch. Yes. Had a top two defense. In yes. The okay. So all they asked young Danger Russ to do was park the car in the garage and don't take out the kitchen. Excuse me. Uh, uh, hold on. No. Hold on. Hold on. I, That's not accurate. I'll That's you, completely not con- I'll contextual. let you yell for 30 minutes. Go hold ahead. All Wrong. They, all, <laughs> all they asked for us to do was park the car in the garage, right? So now when he doesn't have a top five running back, he doesn't have a top five defense. He barely has a top 20 defense. You know, hey, Russell Wilson's a top two quarterback in football, and you could give this man the damn Jets team, and he'd have a chance to go win you some football games. But with Tua being a rookie, oh, that's you're supposed to do to help your rookie quarterback. You're supposed to try to scheme on special teams. You're supposed to try to score on defense. Not every – the only thing, if I was a Dolphins fan, I would be disappointed with, Chris, though, if you would check this real quick just to make sure I'm not wrong. I think the Dolphins had a chance to take Justin Herbert and took two instead of Herbert. Yeah, because they're ignorant. But look at the history. Of, you, you can't call them ignorant because Herbert's an outlier. Look at the history of Oregon quarterbacks that are coming out of that spread scheme, especially the, actually the Pac-12 quarterbacks as a whole. They haven't fared well in the NFL. Nobody on God's green saw Justin Herbert being Justin Herbert. If so, Tyrod Taylor though, wouldn't have been the week one starter. I'll tell you who saw him. Who? I'm telling you who saw him. Who saw Justin Herbert being Justin Herbert? The people at... San Diego. I mean, the people in Los Angeles now, right? Yeah, it gets all confused yeah. with that. But they didn't even see it. We won because Tyrod Taylor was. Oh, 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 but you just said rookie. Even great rookies aren't necessarily inserted week one. Joe, Joe Burrow being the the odd man out this year most because they one, didn't have anybody else. Yeah, there. most number one picks are inserted week one. Your Jarrett right. Goff, your Kyler Murray, your Cam Newton. And I wasn't. Bus. You know what? You know what? I didn't say when Tyrod Taylor started over Herbert. Although I liked Herbert in college, and he was a different quarterback out of the spread. He he. He was a better passer out of the spread than Mar- uh, Marcus Mariota ever was. Marcus Mariota was really good because he, he could move. He could move. Well, that is and true. Herbert could move, but he chose to pass. I think, too, that having, having um, hey, Kelly as the head coach of Oregon, who was, you know, who moved on, who right. moved on to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and ruined that franchise for a couple of years, but having him and Mariota together did seem to work, you know, right. well at Oregon. But I think at the same time, like, I actually liked Herbert. I saw Herbert playing the Rose Bowl. He looked well. But the, how many years ago was it prior to that? There was Sam Darnold also looked well in the pro, you know, Rose Bowl. It's college. Guys will look well in college and don't usually, you know, tend to perform well in the pros. Not tend to, but you don't really. Right. No, the transition is not 100% there. Based not, on what I'm oh, yeah. About, it's you know never I mean? 100%. So, right. I think with Tua, him being so young, I mean, he's a very young guy. He's coming off injury. What did the Dolphins really have to lose here? You're three games behind in your division or two games behind in your division. Ryan, always be like I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I didn't agree with the decision. Part of me still doesn't. But trying to look at it from the point of the you know head coach, where it's okay. Ryan has never made the playoffs in sixteen years. I know he's playing well. I know our defense right now was looking actually decent. We have you know you know had Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskins, and Mike Dugasecki, a tight end right now, who's not great skill players, but okay, they're decent enough. Insert the rookie. Okay, worst case happens is the same thing happened with Eli Manning, and he go 0-8 down the stretch, and you get another high draft pick. You at least get the bumps and bruises out of the way, where it, just next year that Ryan retires, you got to stick two in there. We won 
with he's already missed a training camp from last year, and then you got to go, okay, Tua, we have no help for you right now. There's no backup here who you can learn from, and now you go out, you know. When did the NFL become the NBA? It's always – the NFL has been worse about being the NBA, to be fair. They they take more openly than the NBA has. I don't, I, I don't think they so I don't, don't think they throw games as bad as NBA teams. Okay, I think they're more open about when they do. Like in 2011, the Colts had the suck for luck campaign. Last year, for God's sake, the Dolphins had tank for Tua. They might it, be more open about it, but when you're at three and th- okay, so okay, you were at three and three though. Yeah, you 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 were you were in the playoff hunt. And, and honestly, they you still are four and three. That's going to change over the next three weeks. Yeah, but how does that schedule look over the next couple of weeks? It looks like three losses. No, because they got the Jets at least once. And the Jets are going to beat them. And me and you have lunch bet on that, too, by the, the way. The Jets are going to beat them. I owe you lunch for something else. But the <laughs> Jets, I won't bring it up here on third day. You're but I owe you lunch to. for something else. I agree. But Jets, you're gonna, we're going gonna, we're gonna to break even on this one. The Jets okay. are going to win. Um, but, look, here, you said you were going to make the comparison to Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. You did. Yes. Because... You had all that time to talk in circles and never made the comparison. Here's why. There is no comparison. You tried hard, bro. I'll give it to you. You worked your butt off. Nay, your ass off to make that comparison. <laughs> but you no. didn't make it. Here's no. why. Brady's Here's, a game no, no, no. manager Here's early why. on. So Rome. Brady come in early in his career and got a fourth quarter comeback. Okay? Brady oh, it made great passes. Here's the thing. Russell Wilson... From the get-go, was running the read option. Guess why? Because he could, and it made their offense competitive. It was one of the things they did well. Russell Wilson's first year, they go to the playoffs. Bro, what are you talking about? He also had a top-two defense, a top-two running back. And an offense that performed. Okay. They was running the read option. They were running the first one of the first teams to break into the RPO schemes. Get out of here. Bro, there is no comparison to toilet paper. Tom Brady, in his first Super Bowl win against the Rams, hey, guess how many yards he threw for? How many? 145. And what quarter did he come in? It was the Super Bowl, so he started the game. Okay, and he had how many yards? 145. Okay. So, if Tom Brady... In the Super Bowl, in a championship where defense is winning. You expect that in the so championship. So, when defense is winning for Brady, it's not a problem. But when defense is winning for a quarterback who's playing his There's first... There's a difference between a regular season game and the championship game. How many touchdowns Tom Brady have in his first Super Bowl? Uh, one. Okay. How many interceptions does he have? Zero. He was a glorified game manager the early on portion of his career. Okay. For his first, in, in what game did he come in for Drew Bledsoe? Refresh, refresh all of our memories. What game in the season did he come in for Drew? It was... God, I want to say it was week five or six. Okay. Drew goes down, he comes in. Was his whole season 145 yards a game? I'm not Take a look. Sure. Have I mean, you check it, Chris? <laughs> By all means, check it. By all means. I'll bet Actually, you he you, didn't throw for under 93 yards. He threw for under 50 his first game against the New York Jets. 9-23-0-1. Threw for less than 50 yards against the New York Jets. 5 for 10 completion. Next game, only 168. Game wait, wait, following wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Against the Jets, was that not the game that he come in injured on? Uh, I'm yeah. Apparently so. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But two games. Oh no, two <laughs> games. What I'm talking about two well, games. Jarvis Landry probably had more passing yards than toilet paper did. Okay, get two, out of here. Two weeks later, he goes 12 or 24 against the Miami Dolphins and throws for 86 yards. So in who? three, who? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Look, you're kind of trying. Don't I'm not saying he's going to be Brady. To All I'm saying is, yeah. is the kid played one game, for God's sake, and you act like his damn career is over. 
It should be. It, oh, my God. So, okay, so. And you know whose fault it is? Brian Flores. It's Flores' fault. You want to know why? So, just hypothetically speaking, if next season two it comes in and sets the world on fire, which by all accounts getting your rookie lumps out early could literally happen. Typically Pat what Ma- happens as a rookie is you play really well, and okay. then your second season you have the fallback. So That's me, typical. Okay, then let me ask you something then, okay? Very new scenario. I, I, I don't know why it took me this long to think of this. You're an Alex Smith fan, correct? I do like yes Alex Yes or no, Smith. okay? Yeah. Andy Reid, the bench him for who? Pat Mahomes, who threw for like 180 yards his first game, got them lumps out of the way. Next season, Mahomes comes in and sets the NFL world on fire. I'm not oh, saying it's going to happen. I'm saying, oh, wait, how many yards did you say? Uh, that was like 180. Toilet paper threw for half of that. In the days NFL, bro, you're talking about Brady in like 2001 and two when the NFL still ran the ball. That was the thing. There was running backs getting drafted. No, no. Early. There was fullbacks too, by the okay, way. Okay, and fullbacks, yeah. I mean... We're talking about 2019, 2020, where it, your running game is the extended running game and that you screen throw play. screen passes. Yeah. And he only threw for 93 yards. So do you think the whole microcosm, like, you yeah, have an NFL quarterback is passing you on it? If so, the Matt Ryan's like 1-7, and seven, he's, le- he's, you know, leads the league in passing. Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. That's not all that accounts for, though. Like, to a deal, what he was supposed to do, you don't want your, you don't want your rookie quarterback going out there and killing his psyche early on. If your defense is clicking, especially if you're kicking, just run it out, man. Just go ahead and get you some game experience. I'll tell you what I like. This is what I like. This is how I know what I'm talking about. I look at Herbert, who comes in, day of the freaking game, bro. Oh, boy, get, he he's like, guess what? You're not the backup today. You're going yeah. on the field because of a freak accident with our team doctor and Tyrod Taylor. I'd have fired Herbert walks out onto the field. No, I'm, He should get a promotion now, bro. That's he strange knew how that works. <laughs> he knew something nobody else did. You send out Herbert, and the kid doesn't throw for 93 yards. And he didn't even know. He didn't have two weeks to prepare. Toilet paper had two weeks to prepare. And, man, it's 93 yards, bro. I guess Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, you're, you're taking too much away from one start, bro. Because if we'd have thrown Against the, court, the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a decent defense but and no th- time to prepare. Yeah, but if he had thrown for 400 yards and four touchdowns, I'd have flipped the script. Like, okay, it's the first game of the year or first game of his career. Don't worry about If he'd have threw for 400 yards against the Rams' defense, I would have said, Flores, I apologize. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but at the same time, it's, like, it's one game. All I'm going to tell you is, he better get 200 yards. He better do something. I... If change my mind to the paper, I'll apologize. I'll apologize live on this podcast, on the radio. I'll shoot you a thank you. I'm sorry card, bro. I'll do it. I'm eager to write it. I want to be wrong. I want Flores to be right because he makes more money than me. And that's a stupid freaking decision from my point of view right now. You got paid to make stupid decisions. I've made stupid decisions my whole life. Hey, I and I didn't free. get paid for it. I had to, I usually had to pay money for it. That's what I said. I do those for free. Dude, anyways, moving on. Steelers, Cowboys. Do we even have to talk about Not it? Cowboys. Steelers. Okay, Big. moving on. Saints or the Buccaneers? Ooh, these are your... Buccaneers, baby. Uh, oh, what are you talking about? Brady's think, in motion now, man. Everything's too, clicking. Well, that's what I'm going to say is I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game with Michael Thomas coming back for the Saints. Ben Michael Antonio, Thomas is going to be hurt by the time the first quarter's over. So with Chris Godwin and or Mike Evans because they've been hurt all year as well. But And here comes Antonio Brown. So, Weapons. honestly, the quarterback is not – that's not, you know what I'm saying, the position when I'm watching this game – which is strange to say, having a game with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, that quarterback is not the position to be watching. In my opinion, is wide receiver. Seeing how Chris Godwin, he hasn't called a pass all week in practice. 
He's always having some kind of weird ailment. But something tells me, you know, having Antonio Brown come along, he's going to be Dr. You know, whoever. And, you know, his ailments are going to clear up mighty quick because <clears> now he has somebody in the building who's better than he is when healthy. So having Breeze and Brady, how scoring him? I'll say probably close to mid-40s. Excuse me, mid-30s. Now, now, who's the home team? Is it Tampa? Uh, they are playing. I don't know, man. I think it is. Oh, whoever the bottom. Yeah, it's Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. So, I'll say Tampa probably went about a field goal or two. Okay. That's going to be a high scoring game, bro. Uh, I think the. Uh, maybe. But I, I think the Bucks going to get it. Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas. Here's Drew what Reeves, I want Tom you to Brady. watch tomorrow. Okay. I want. I mean, not tomorrow, Sunday. Sunday. I want you to watch Tom Brady. Watch Drew Brees. Both of which are over 40. Yeah. Watch what a real quarterback looks like. Both Breeze and Brady. And then when you turn the channel oh, to watch toilet paper, or 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 to watch to watch uh, Lamar, who should be playing running back, get a good just just watch them two and flip the channel, and then flip it back, and then flip it back, and you're going to get the true dichotomy between what it is and what it ain't to be a quarterback in the NFL. But see, having Breeze and Brady having all that experience too. It means something, and you know, and even Tom Brady and Breeze both had one of the records saying that as they got older, it's got easier because you can't throw but so much stuff for these guys. They've been playing since you know the dawn of time. I can look at them right now. Everybody knew when Tom Brady walked out on that football field, it was an instantaneous feeling. This kid's special. When the first moment he stepped foot, they knew it in college. He come back so many times. People didn't want him to be good, just like they don't want him to be the best now. Yeah. But you can't deny it. You can try, but you can't. Even when you say it, you don't believe it. You okay. might not want it to be true. Okay. And you can try to convince yourself it ain't true. But when you take the checkup from the neck up in your bathroom <laughs> there in the morning, the boy, and you say to yourself, self, I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not supposed to now, I will say that Tampa Bay did do an extra job of, you know, giving Tom Brady a crap ton of weapons. And that's something that... He ain't never... Well, he never had... You say he's had weapons his whole career. He ain't he never has. had weapons. Moving on. We got the Buccaneers. We got to wrap this up right before we go to commercial break. Really quick. Patriots and the Jets. I know you're going to say the Patriots is going to win. But there's something in the bottom of my gut that's telling me that the Jets is going to get their win not only over Miami... They might pull it out against Belichick this week. And when they do, I am going to laugh for the rest of the day. It's Adam Gates to the head coach of the Jets. Well, then, uh, hey, whatever it is in your gut needs Pepto-Bismol. The Patriots <laughs> by 14 plus. They're going to smoke the Jets on Sunday. It's the Jets, bro. Our AU team would probably hang 10 on the Jets. Listen to me. This never mind. There is no, I don't understand what's wrong with you, man. You will pick the Giants... To beat the 49ers. But you won't take a chance on the Jets to beat a beat-up, failing of a team in the Patriots. I wouldn't take the Jets over Clemson right now, to be quite honest with you. I think Clemson would walk the dog on the New York Jets. I think Clemson would walk the dog on the Giants. I think Clemson would walk the dog on the Redskins or football team. I think Clemson would beat the Cowboys. I think Clemson would beat the Miami freaking Are you know back in the day, like, they used to do the college all-star team? And play the NFL team. They would, I wish they would bring that back. There's only a couple teams that they wouldn't beat at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Trevor Lawrence is that dude in college, but. Anyways, let's. Hey, we gotta take a quick break. We ran over this segment, guys. Sorry, we gotta hear a word from our sponsors. We wanna thank Utility Construction Concepts for being the sponsor of this.
Welcome back to Third Day, brought to you by Utility Construction Concepts. Listen, grab your tinfoil hats. Oh, I keep one in the car, baby. Grab some eerie music. <laughs> because coming up next on Third Nate, we're talking about conspiracy theories. Or, if you're like me, uh, the facts. You know? <laughs> We're doing this in honor of the current situation, in case you haven't got your TVs on. But we're going in a different direction. The second most favorite pastime in America, outside of a presidential election, is sports. So we're going to deal with all the conspiracy theories surrounding sports, and maybe a few other things. But, the way I'm going to tie this in, Brandon, is to take us all the way back to our earlier part of the show, okay. where we addressed one specific team, and... The facts surrounding what is happening in Atlanta. The presidential election is not the only thing going down in Georgia right now. There is another conspiracy theory, or in my case, fact of the matter, and that is the Atlanta Falcons and what they've done to Dan Quinn. Okay, they didn't do anything to Dan Quinn. They fired Dan Quinn. They should have. Okay, first of all, Dan, why did they fire Dan Quinn, Brandon? He was eighteen and twenty-three. Okay, why was why was Raheem's Morris record before being hired? Four seasons ago, before he was hired as the head coach of the Falcons. Why was he, his record as a defensive coordinator with the Falcons? I'm sorry, like, does that go on defensive coordinator's record? I'm just saying, what was his record as a defensive coordinator? Well, his record as head coach of the Falcons is two and one. Am I correct? What was his record? What is his record as the head coach of the Which NFL? brings me back to my point. When he was the defensive coordinator, the defense was one of the worst in the NFL. And suddenly, in the past two weeks, perhaps it's just a miracle. Big man stepping in, making all things that were wrong right. I don't know. Miracles do happen. Or perhaps Raheem got exactly what he wanted. He got that head coaching job. And all he had to do was throw a few games. Which leads us into the next topic on our third and eight group, posted by someone other than me. So you can't blame me for this one. I'm not the only one that thinks there's some scripting going on in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I posted this one. I'm sorry. Now, I didn't say I agree with it. I'm just saying. Benny was, Cunningham. Yeah. Y'all yeah, forgot that dude existed for one. Two, he's a former Bears running back. Um, he posted that something along the lines of the NFL is scripted. Now, do I think it's scripted WWE style? No, I do not. Do I think with that much money riding on it, it does have certain influence? Absolutely every day, twice on Sunday. I do think in a certain way the you know, the backs of Vegas has made a lot of money off the NFL. And I don't think it's because everybody in Vegas is smarter than everybody else. Um, typically speaking, granted, you've played football, you know a lot of it or a portion of it is luck, a portion of it is circumstance, and a portion of it is skill. I do think that something that has such high-stakes money interest can be fluctuated. We've seen it in different sports. We've seen, you know, uh, hey, Muhammad Ali's, you know, his punches against Liston where, you know, hey, people argued if Muhammad Ali actually hit Sonny Liston. You know, hey, we've seen, you know, hey, Patrick Ewing, 75 in the frozen envelope. You've seen stuff where even the – more, you know, hey, level-headed, though, for lack of a better term, sports fans have kind of been like, all right, 
I'm not saying full blown conspiracy, but I'm giving that you know a little bit of the you know side eye. Like well, I don't even like the word conspiracy because well, uh, okay, so there's so like it had a certain kind of there, there's some conversations. Yeah, <laughs> that's a better word with a C, right? Than conspiracy conversations concerning Chicken's some the of the C word. facts surrounding, let's say, MJ in his first retirement. Because was it a retirement or was that some sort of covered up suspension? I mean, there's... the story is it, it could be a league wide gambling issue. It's no, you know, Houston. Now, it's also his gambling has been rumored, quote unquote, to also be why his father was shot and killed. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, hey, we'll never know. Jordan did have a lot of things in his career, you know, hey, over the course of his career that everybody can be like, all right. Something seems a little different there, especially if you look at it long enough and if you have an inquiring mind where, you, you know, hey, you can say, okay, I may not agree with the actual hey, printed word portion. You know, like if you look into it, it's like, okay, that dude took a year off after a three-peat. Right. For no apparent reason. It comes back and wins three more. Like, and he wouldn't play baseball on top of that. Like, what? Like, I don't understand. So if he, if he really needed a break... He would have taken a break instead of going to play another sport professionally because he was that athletic. Yeah, so there, I think there's good. two ways to look at it. Um, and the first is branding is important enough to cover things up. And his brand right. is the biggest in sports. Right. So but even I, today in 2020, Jordan has the biggest brand in sports. So for people to say it's impossible, it's not that wouldn't happen. I think yeah. you're very naive. Yeah, okay. Because we're not talking about fifty cent here. We're yeah. talking about millions, if not billions, of dollars. Oh, Jordan is a billion dollar industry. You know, he made no mistake about it. But the second way to look at it is, is it's very easy if given time and an idle mind, which is why governments don't like people to have idle minds. Hey, two and two together can't equal five in certain circumstances. Well, you can back, back into uh, things. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, in the in the car business, it's a very uh, common practice. You 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 find out where they want to be, and you find a way to back into the deal. So you curve the facts to benefit you and them. And it's the same thing, in, I think, in some of these. If you want to call them conspiracy, or if you want to call them, you you look and you see an ending, and you formulate a path for them to have gotten there instead of necessarily just saying, nah, this is what happened and they got there. Yeah. Because it, well, you know, you still, well, that's too, too convenient. So am I saying that it that everybody is wrong when they back into these um, claims solutions? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't. I, I think there's some very smart people who suit so some of their ideas and thoughts. It's, it's, it could be true. And at the same time, I do realize that there is a need in professional sports to protect the brand. So especially Jordan's brand in particular, you know what I mean? Because even in twenty twenty you can even ask like the young kids like, Oh, that's Michael Jordan. You know what Jordan's brand is right. it, and it's gonna be later on. The one sports that conspiracy theory that kind of bothers me to a degree that you get a check out of this and anybody who knows me will as well is the Panthers of Broncos Super Bowl. Now it was two instances that like this in my lifetime. Do you mean when they gave Pat his going away present? No. So well, they hand delivered it to him, wrapped up. That's the conspiracy theory. Um, no, that's the facts. Well, that can be argued. You know, a couple of years earlier, the Ray Lewis had the same thing as well. Where John Elway even had the same thing. Where he, yeah, you know, they gave it a, 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 Thank you, and you know, I don't know if that can be 
as much a conspiracy theory, but even as a guy who, okay, so as you know, you know, obviously Peyton Manning is my favorite player. He's hanging on the mantelpiece in my house. It is Peyton Manning on one side and my parents on the other. Like, I have a huge love for Peyton Manning. I mean, I like Peyton, but. But I do think if you, if you take bias out of it, the fact that John Elway, his last game, and Ray Lewis, who's the best middle linebacker of all time, his last game. But couldn't it just be that they happened to leave at the peak instead of it being they're just well, their last Well, you game? would think. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I can't speak for everybody. Yeah, but I do carry around a 10-4 hat. So, even bias aside with Peyton Manning, I'm like, all right, that dude look a little bit weird. Like, his very last he wins his very last game. I'm not saying he shouldn't have rode off into the sunset because that season was not his best. You know, I'll have Terrell Davis – and yet somehow they beat the best team in the NFL that season. But if you look at their defense, they had one of the best defense. And their defense was good even when Tebow was there. And that's why Tebow was 9-7 during the one year. But that defense was really good. Von Miller was exceptional that entire season. But, and honestly, with Joe Flacco in 2011 and Ray Lewis's last stint, where it's like Joe Flacco has never been that hot at no point in his career. After that, or definitely before that, he was not that hot. You know, he was riding contract gear, and he did the smartest move of all time. In my opinion, he he banked on himself. No, that that, that would go to Kirk Cousins. Second smartest move. Yeah. But Joe Flacco banked on himself, and they had to pay him up front, which proved, in theory, as most people agree, that he was not an elite quarterback, and they shouldn't have paid him as much as they did, and that proved itself out, and now he's the backup in New York behind Sam Darnold. But having those things happen, those – you know, strange circumstances, it is enough to kind of be like, okay, something seems a little, if not completely off, it does seem a raw. Yeah, you know what I mean? Where it's like having guys who are at the top of their game, well, not top, but definitely going into the Hall of Fame. They didn't need, John Edward didn't need his second Super Bowl. <clears throat> yeah, but it doesn't end that way for every player, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like every player. That's how every player wishes it would. Yeah, be. I mean, if, if, so if just it because happened it that way yeah, with every player, right? then I would be more apt to say, yeah. But it doesn't happen with every player. So I, I can't really get on the back of that conspiracy. As yeah. much as I like to say they handed that game to Paint, I think Paint just went in there and beat them. I mean, I think Von Miller went in there and destroyed Michael Rimmers. I think that if you put skates on one of your tackles and have him play tackle against Von Miller, which is basically, you know what I'm saying, it would look like what's happening to him in that game, having a defense like that, knowing Cam isn't a very accurate passer, and being able to man up, and obviously play press coverage with Bradley Roby, and I think they had a, Tlaib? Tlaib, yeah, yeah at the time. Yeah. And uh, Harris, who was there at the time too, you know, he being able to man up, you know what I'm saying, with a single high safety and blitz, he fought this guy at a time, helps your defense, obviously. He does, especially when you got a quarterback, quarterback that can't read the whole really field. Right, yeah. yeah, he's not very accurate. And he couldn't read the whole field at the time. He's he still, still reading half. Still can't, to be fair. Um, but that conspiracy theory, you know, it always kind of bothered me just because I'm so biased towards Peyton. But then again, it's like, eh, I just don't see weird. that many conspiracy theories going on in the NFL outside of I'm looking at Atlanta hard. Um, and, and it's not – so much conspiracy theory. It's just the times and the branding of the NFL. Which and do you leads think that all believe. the Patriot stuff is like a John host, like the Flake Gate, Spy Gate, recording team, the smashing of the cell phones? No, I just think that's a personal vendetta. So, so the NFL has nothing better had to do than bother their golden ticket for the past twenty years. No, what they but they understand that 
there is no bad publicity. I think the Patriots understand that because that's why I don't think they – I think that they stopped caring up to a point because they knew that the league wasn't going to do much of them anyway, and they never did. So I think if you go back and look at every I mean, time what the Patriots – uh, 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 Rewind. Why are you really accusing the Patriots of? I mean, oh, well, they recorded pregame warm-ups. Every team no. has film on every other team. They record a Super Bowl – a walkthrough of the Super Bowl. Okay, That's, so a walkthrough that you've already watched them run through the same place for the the two weeks leading up to so, it. So, now you mean to tell me that if you can install a new play with seven and eight year old kids on a Thursday and run it Saturday, that it is entirely impossible to have an NFL offensive coordinator who I think was Marty Schottenheimer though at that time, you know, had leading the greatest shirt on turf. It's You're telling me that they didn't install this play on the two weeks of practice up until that, and, they, and they're not stupid enough to do it in the stadium we're about to play somebody? Because we're not that stupid. We don't go out on the field no. we're about to play at yeah, and say, true. by the way, let's go ahead and walk through this one time. Yeah, but, yeah, but then why would you film it? Like, no one, like up until that point, I, well, I'm that saying, was one of the greatest offenses I, of all time. No, no, what I'm saying is I don't know that they did. But if they did, what what's the big deal? I mean, they've already got game film of them running actual in-game plays, not warm-up, what-ifs, what-maybes. But Bill Belichick already knew what that team was going to do before they ever walked into the building because there's one thing Bill Belichick it. does. He, he's watched <laughs> film over and over oh, and over and over. And oh, over I again. bet you he watched film on that one because he filmed it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I understand. But again, though. The, I mean, honestly, Bill Belichick is probably you know, some of the greatest coach of my lifetime and honestly probably ever, especially on defense. He's a master of, you know what I'm saying, a manipulation on defense. So, you know, having that, you know, having him there is good. But, you know, like the Patriots do seem to wander into a scandal. I don't, I don't think it's the Patriots wandering into a scandal. I think it's people hating on the team and, and the, the successful ones. I think, you know, hey, people who like – And this that is always honestly happens. how most conspiracies go. Yeah, they go after the people. Uh, the Rockefellers. Like the- oh well, they're just too successful. They've got to be doing something now. Now they're they're part of the Illuminati, or 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 oh my God, they're you know they're in cahoots with the devil, or you know, whatever. It's going to be the conspiracy yeah. theory because they're successful. Yeah. So there's got to be a conspiracy theory for how they got there because well, I'm not that successful and I work hard, so apparently they got to be doing something so much different than me. Yeah, probably it's called who you know, not what you know. Okay. Yeah, and that's ninety percent of life. Yeah, I mean, honestly. It, but like, usually, Patriots fans or Patriots, you know, which there's no more Patriot fans. I have noticed a vast decline in Patriot fans over the past eight months. That's because Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, left. But then you weren't a Patriot fan. You were a LeBron James fan. No, You're, you were Tom Brady of the Patriots fan. Yeah, but so when Peyton Manning left the Colts, but Tom Brady the, was the team. Who was the team before Tom Brady got there? I mean, I mean, him and Bill showed up in the same year, correct? I, yeah. Okay, I mean, Bill invested the last three or four years in building a super roster, so I think Bill is tanking. I don't know that Bill is tanking. I Bill think just wrote, Bill as a, is a great coach, but he lost the best quarterback of all time. That's hard to recover from. Well, that like honestly, the Patriots weren't great last year. It's just you know who they played against, and this has been like over the course of Brady's career playing in the you know the AFCs. The best quarterback he's ever played against was Brett Favre and Chad Pennington. And the, the, but the, hold on, so I think with over half his defense opting out this year due to COVID, and you know, hey, picking up Cam Newton for a bag of Cheetos, and you know, he four or five boneless hot wings, he's not even worth that anymore. Like I wouldn't give him two hot wings and one cold cheese puff, but he is absolutely terrible right now. But you don't have anybody running on the side of the ball. You don't have no offensive line. He 
One had Bill Belichick as the greatest coach I've ever seen. Also one of the worst GMs I've ever seen. That dude has made some poor draft choices. And honestly, Tom Brady was the lipstick on the pig there for a while where he, you know, masked Bill Belichick's poor drafting decisions. And I think now that Brady's gone, it does show up more. But at the same time, if you're a defensive coach and half your defense opts out, so you're playing defense with backups, it does hurt you as well. So he's got two things going on. Well, you will notice is Patriots will no longer have a bunch of haters because they're not going to be a winning organization. Yeah. They so lost like, Tom Brady. What team takes over the hate? I, I can't see people hating on the Chiefs like that. They will. Get, let them win another Super Bowl. Well. Let them win another Super Bowl. I, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> and you're going to hate me for saying this because we have some strict That's rules. what happened to, <laughs> when they keep them straight. <laughs> but. That's what happened to Golden State as well where you know they won early on and and everybody loved the Splash Brothers, loved Steph, loved Draymond, you know, loved Clay. And then after Title II, they're like, hey, these guys are destroying the league. You know, much like Pat Mahomes is right now with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Miko Harmon and all them boys. And, you know, and Clyde was a lair. But after the second title, they were like, all right, y'all got the two best shooters on the planet. And a guy who just won the United Defensive MVP in Draymond. And you're basically running a five-out offense. And so the teams who's, you know, hey, best player at the center, you've rented that guy virtually next to useless. And that's what the Chiefs are doing. So I think that you, honestly, if the Chiefs run rough shot again over the NFL, I can kind of see the Chiefs hate coming. But I think with Pat Mahomes, and this will help Golden State, is having Steph Curry as your franchise face who's, he looks like a 12-year-old kid. Steph Curry still looks like he's 12. He has a very nonchalant personality. He's not very in your face. He's not brash. Steph, you know, he looks like a guy you find in the Whole Foods and chat with him about bananas, man. And, you know, hey, Pat Mahomes has that vibe where it's like you can it see him. It didn't help Tom. Tom was the same way. Tom was the old, just a good old mid. He's a California boy, but he kind of had that Midwest feel. Pretty boy. Didn't say much. Didn't make. I mean, it was Bill Belichick wasn't going to let anybody go out and make a big scene. None of them did that. There's very nonchalant. And then once you win so much, though, and people start recognizing your talent, they're going to start calling. They're yeah. going to start hating. And I think too, like I don't think that the, you know there's a team right now who's poised except for Kansas City, because I can't see nobody hating on Russell Wilson. Like they're from like I, I've never met a single fan. How could you f- see somebody hating on Brady? Who doesn't make some of the comments that Russell makes in public? Name, like name one comment that Russell's made in public. Like Russell's taken stances over the past year with some of the political stuff going on yeah. in the NFL. He's come out and spoke. Tom Brady never did that. When yeah. you, not to make it political, but when you make political statements or you take a stand in the political ring, I don't care how well you're like. I mean, you look at our you're past. Gonna upset yeah, somebody. you're gonna you look at the last guy that was in the White House. He was loved until he was in the White House, and then half the country hated him. So now you got you got you got this other guy, Russell, who everybody loved, yeah. but he started making comments, whether you agree with him or not. You're gonna have half the country not like you, yeah. and half the country's gonna love you. Tom Brady never got into that nonsense, and yet people still hated on him. Don't tell me Russell Wilson is not going to get to the point. If Russell Wilson goes on a two Super Bowl, three Super Bowl streak, they will come out he of the should, woodworks to hit him. If it wasn't for like the worst play called in the history of like of the NFL period, he would already have to. Call it, call it what you fair, want. I call it the Brady effect. 
That was the worst call of all time. Like, Daryl Bevel should be beat up for this. You know, though, you're talking about the conspiracy. I, I, I don't see it a lot in the NFL because the one of the biggest – there's two conspiracy, if you want to call them that, theories that stick out in my mind. One is Jordan and the flu. Yeah. That man had a hangover. Okay. Plain and simple. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you ain't going – so – it's like though I saw in the Last Dance documentary where some guys brought him a pizza in Utah and he may have got sick. Whether he had he the just flu, drunk, man. Whether he had the flu, food poisoning, or hangover. I've had all three. The fact that you can I didn't feel like getting up out of bed. So the fact that man could lace up and go give him buckets in a finals game while having those side effects, which right. the side effects are mostly all the same to be fair. Right. Um you know, hey, two of them come from having a good time and one of them just comes from poor timing. But, you know, the fact he could get up out of bed and go do that against, you know, the greatest power forward of all, or hey, one of the greatest power forwards, you know what I'm saying, of all time, and Carl Malone, and, you know, had the most definitely the most doable point guard of all time in John Stockton, who played 19 seasons uninjured. The fact he could do that, it shows what kind of, you know, competitor he was. I've seen one guy get carried off the floor having a cramp who claims to be the GOAT. I've also seen another guy who tore his Achilles, hit two free throws, and walked off the court. I've seen another guy who basically broke his ankle and limped off the court. And then you got Jordan, who had he either had the flu, hangover, or food poisoning, and got up and dropped and dropped some buckets on. But but you just that said shows something. like what kind of athlete he or, you know what kind of competitor he is. But you just said something that pro- proves the point. You talk about the guy who had a cramp, got carried off the court. Okay. It's LeBron. Yeah. Okay. If LeBron didn't have the championships that LeBron has, wouldn't nobody be hating on that man? Because he's a good, he's a good basketball player. For all the stuff I give LeBron, because people who know me know how I feel about LeBron. LeBron James is a top three talent all time in the NBA, and I don't think anybody top who can, five. But I, I'll give yeah. it to you. And and I'm a diehard Kobe fan, like. But diehard Kobe fan. But LeBron James. Who is the best player of all time in the NBA? And I know you will disagree, but it's Kobe. And you're going to say, no, it's Michael Jordan. I I wouldn't say say it's Jordan. Who do you think it is? He's an all-time leading scorer. Conspiracy theory coming. No, he's a fact. He has the most unstoppable shot in the hook shot. He has six titles. And he plays for the Lakers. Kareem. Abdul Jabbar. He has six titles. I will give it to the man. He was spot on lights out with that hook shot. I mean But that was him. Yeah. That was that was him. It was if he's shooting any other shot, eh. but if he's shooting that shot, go ahead and count it. Okay, but no, but I feel like you can apply that to anybody with that shot, like Steph Curry. So but you know, hey, back to LeBron James. For all his issues and stuff I have with him, he you know he come out of high school he has you know had the chosen one tattooed across his back. I do think he was a little cocky coming in, but most of everything he said he backed it up. This is where I do give him a ton of credit. You see a lot of NBA stars, especially in the NBA guys who just mess it up, guys who come in early on in the high school and can't handle it. Yep. You know, hey Kevin Garnett, Kobe, Bron, those guys handle it well coming out of high school. And I don't think any of those guys had the expectations that, you know, hey, Bron did. He's never had any issues with his wife. And that seems to be something very minor. 
Number, if you think of guys who work normal jobs and can't stay faithful, Bron could have any woman on earth. Mm-hmm. He never steps out on his wife. I don't always agree with his own court tactics, crying to the refs. I don't agree with him every time something gets stuffy in the team, he'll leave and go find he'll you know, he's got a formula that's very planned out. You trade your young guys, you fire your coach, trade your young guys, bring in an all star, he'll win in three seasons, he's out again. He's done it three times and this is number four. With twice and this is number three, excuse me. But from a pure talent standpoint, Brian James is a phenomenal player. Yeah. My- Best score I've ever seen is Kevin Durant. I have never seen him like KD scoring that basketball. You can't stop him down low. You can't stop him mid-range. And you can't stop him shooting a three. I like LeBron. I, I Unlike most people, I do not get mad at winners. I applaud them. Well, I don't get mad at winners, but I get mad at LeBron being inserted into the GOAT conversation and having a 4-6 and six record in the finals and being swept twice. I, again, I do not have any sort of dislike of LeBron the way you obviously do. Yeah. Right? Because I admire a winner. I want the guy that's that good. My only problem with LeBron comes from, like I said, other people. It's it's, it's not in what stances you take, but it's when you disrupt the game with that. Keep the game about the game and keep that other crap that has nothing to do with the game outside the freaking game. And I say it to the NFL, I say it to the NHL, I say it to the MLB, I say it to everybody. For the sanctity of the sport, people come to watch you to get their mind off of all of that other crap. That's the only thing where it's like, I I don't disagree with the stances. Right. I do think people use, and like this is even myself included, that this is why sports are so big for me. You know, growing up, I didn't have the easiest childhood, as you know it. Right. And most people know me do. Sports, that was always the one constant where I could separate myself from reality. Right. I walk out so of this like, crap, and I need that. I need that. Yeah, it's like walking into the bakery out there, Lonnie, like, All right, I just want to smell <laughs> fresh bread and donuts. So, where it's like, you know, that's, and that's why most fans, I think, sometimes even fans who ain't right, fans who ain't right. Life, it's not an issue of that. Right. It's a multiple-sided thing where it's like, I just want somewhere, like a safe space, stuff right. like a better time where I can just go and be myself. Right. But I digress. Um, That's the only problem I yeah, have with them. Yeah. And it, I, because it only, and the reason I say that is because it seems like it's the best ones that want to do that. And I'm like, no, man, you're you're my hero for what you do. Yeah. Not that you can't have an opinion about the real world or whatever it is. It, I, it can be about anything. I don't really even want you. Don't even sell me a pair of sneakers, bro. Just put them on and sell them to me that way. Yeah. I want to come watch you play, and you be so good, I'll be like, I want to wear what that guy's got on. Yeah. I want to look like that guy. I want to talk like that guy. I want to act like that guy. Win people's hearts and minds with what you do on the court, on the field, or whatever, in the pool, whatever it is that you're playing in, that you're an athlete in, that you're the best in. Do that. Win, change people's minds. And you know what? Some of the, not to divert too far, some of the best progress in our country has come off of Sports. People look at the. I look at athletes. You let me tell you something. There was racial division in our country. Okay. But suddenly you had professional sports, and people got to see people who look different than them, excelling. Yeah. I got a white son who's seven. He's pasty just like me, and he looks up to Stephon Curry. He looks up to LeBron James. He looks up to Patrick Mahomes. They don't look like him. Yeah. But he wants to be like them. 
Yeah, and I think that's too where sports, you don't need any other statement. Yeah, and like I think too, like that's where sports is the common ground between people who have money and people who don't. Right. Well, like you can like you know, hey, bringing guys from every walks of life, where it's like something you know, hey, I love about coaching kids is that you know, hey, no matter where they and I've spent a lot of time with the same you know, hey, core group of kids over the past two years, where no matter where they come from, no matter how they're brought up, what skin color they are, how old they are, really, it boils down to it. Kids are literally freaking kids. Yep. That's right. And I think, too, where... They're innocent and raw. That's why I like, honestly, being around kids most of the time over adults because you don't see anything else except, hey, if a kid makes a bad play in football, like, your son had a fumble last year in one of the games, and our quarterback come back and literally hit him on the head and it's like, yo, I got you next time. Pick your head up. Two plays later, he scored his first rushing touchdown. Yeah, he did. Where it's like, those kids had no idea who the other one was four months ago. But... Me being on the field and being able to see that was like, okay, that needs to be a metaphor for most people in general across yes. the country where it's like, these two guys had no idea who you were. They were very different. Very different. Very Come different from very different backgrounds. And had literally met. And shared a brotherhood. Met four months ago. It didn't matter to them. And then when all these kids had got back together six months earlier, it's like we never they lost anything. Never lost. That's exactly. You know what I mean? And I think, too, that with, you know, and, you know, I'm not diving real deep into this, and this is probably where, you know, you know, hey, where I cut it off. But at the same time, sports needs to be a metaphor for everybody in all walks of life, where you grew up differently than I did. Chris grew up different than both of us, and vice versa. But at the same time, we agree to disagree, and we've had arguments downstairs in your kitchen where we're slapping tables and yelling. Yeah. Ten minutes later, I mean, you go upstairs, laugh it off, <laughs> and play Madden. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you know, I really do a podcast where it's like, I think that everybody takes themselves too seriously by having themselves in a box, either the left box or right box, however you want to phrase it, instead of being at the end of the day, we all got to get them to the work. You know what All I think of us is? got families to feed. All of us got kids to raise. You know what I mean? So you know what that's I think awesome. it is, Brandon? I think when, this, when these arguments start, people, when they don't convince the person across from them immediately, they feel like they're not heard. Yeah. Me and my wife, you know me and my wife get some knockdown drag outs. No. She usually wins. Yeah. In the moment, she doesn't know she's winning. Because I will deny. I will act like she's crazy. Hey, I've seen this firsthand, yeah. too. <laughs> I'll be like, what are you talking about? I'll have a counter and well, a rebuttal. Your deflection game is yeah. like Shaq in the yeah. mountain. Well, I'm good, bro. Five again. I, there are certain things that God gave me a talent for, and it was I, I probably should have been down the lawyer path. But in the, my mind, i got to be right in the moment. I'm never going to give ground in that moment. But she knows me. Yeah, she'll tell me we just won't talk anymore and she'll go her way and she'll give me my 30 minutes or an hour where I get to sit and realize and get to hear her where I don't have to be right anymore yeah. she don't have to be right I can just think about what the conversation was Yeah, and more times than not I'll find myself moving to a common ground Yeah, and I think that could be applied across the board and everything you don't get so caught up in being right yeah. In the moment, or not changing the other person's yeah. mind. Have your argument. Tell them to bleep off. Walk into the next room. Yeah. Think about it for a minute, and then realize that's your friend. I mean, me and you have done that. Yeah, like, me, I mean, yeah, I mean, we do. I me and you have had arguments where it's like, okay, all right. I mean, you still don't agree that yeah. Kirk Cousins is one of the better quarterbacks. We're not going to. <laughs> I mean, you're wrong, but that's fine. Anyways, we got to take a quick break. But when we get back. We're going to have one of those conversations we just talked about. We're not where I'm sure we're going to disagree, and we're not going to convince the other. But one way or another, we're going to come to a conclusion and find middle ground. 
ice cream. Alert, 654 Jose. Okay, on nothing. Hey guys, it's Brandon and Jason, and welcome back here to Third and Eight. Here's our food topic of the week, man. You know, all three of us have talked about this amongst ourselves, and it's been one of our poll runners up for quite some time, usually finishing up in second place. But every now and again, you know, hey, the runner up needs some love too. Um, very controversial topic. Um, hopefully, the house is still going to stand after we finish up this conversation. But Jason, how do you prefer your steak, man? Like, there is only one way that to get a steak in my book, and I'm going to see if you agree. Honestly, probably not just because of who, of who we are as individuals, but we're going around the table. You know, we'll start with you, then go to Chris, and then we we'll end with me. How do you like your steak cooked there, Mr. Jason? Well, what I will say is, having known you for some time now, I've come to realize that you are wrong on nearly everything. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> And having known how you like your steak, now you must like yours well done. I, I, with ketchup. I know that you're really wrong, uh, but no, I don't like it well done with ketchup. That is my <laughs> wife. Uh, I prefer. That's anti-American, by the way. I, I agree with that. I prefer my steak if it depends on the sides. Believe it or not, if I have hearty sides, such as like uh, starches, potatoes, yeah. and macaroni, I want it more on the rare side. If I'm having some sort of vegetable with it for some ungodly reason. My wife's forcing it on me, and I've got to eat this vegetable. Uh, I tend to like it more to the medium side. So yeah. for clarification, mm-hmm. potatoes are not vegetables. <laughs> Chris I'm just said. I mean, Chris said. <laughs> <laughs> Chris that in there for the peanut gallery. Let me, let me, let me help you out here. If it's hot and steaming, and you can mash it or put sour cream on it, and it tastes right, and butter. It's not really a vegetable. It's disguised <laughs> as a vegetable. So it's peas a and asparagus are disguised as a vegetable. No, because you don't put sour cream on them and you're right. My, you do that stuff, you're doing it just for show. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's disgusting. disgusting. Now, yeah, you can pour crazy. some honey over some asparagus and I might even eat it. It's still, it's still grass. Yeah. You have my green beans. Are my green beans vegetables? Uh, no, because you put fat back in them, right? Or ham hock, right? I, I put Bacon. love and butter. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here, here's a general rule. If you can throw meat inside the vegetable while you're cooking it, it's no longer a vegetable. So, for instance, uh, uh, green beans. You throw some ham hock in there, suddenly they're doable. I'm all right with them. I'm a big mustard green, uh, collard green you. guy. I can't eat nothing. Oh. No hey, greens if you me, can bro. pour vinegar on it and it don't taste bad anymore, it's not really a vegetable. I'm just saying. Because there's some stuff you can pour it. You pour whatever you want to on broccoli, and it still sucks. You pour whatever you want to I would on like cauliflower, to say, it sucks. As far as the broccoli argument goes, that melted cheese would like to have a say with that conversation. Doesn't help it. It still sucks. It's it's it, what it is. When you pour melted cheese over broccoli, what you now have is bad cheese. Okay. <laughs> have you ever had a really good broccoli casserole? Though? Like I'm not a broccoli fan, and usually like, the only two places that typically like I'll eat it is with cheese or with Chinese food. Listen to me. No. Broccoli. You ever had broccoli casserole? No, I refuse. I look at you. And I look and I see a certain <laughs> thing. And then you talk about broccoli and they don't compute yeah. in May my I mind. I also add that I add like three and a half pounds of cheese to damn broccoli. <laughs> so it ain't like you're necessarily healthy. It's not like Kevin Malone in the office where I had to eat just the stick of broccoli. It was like broccoli and like nine pounds worth of Velveeta cheese. Look, if you was to sm- snuggle in or snuggle in, smuggle in a piece of well-veiled broccoli into some all gratin potatoes, and call that a, and call that a broccoli casserole. Fine, fair enough. 
sold. It doesn't take sold. much. Right. One piece of broccoli and two pounds of potatoes. But again, get back to the steak. If yeah. you give me a bunch of starchy foods like potatoes or mac, you know, something like that, I want it more on the rare side. Okay. But if I'm having, for whatever reason, a, a bunch of vegetables with it, uh, I, I do tend to like it a little bit more on the well side. I don't know why that is. Have I, you got a steak preference? Like one you know, cut of steak you prefer over the others? Okay, so filet is really nice. Uh, like Leon, I mean, it's, Bacon or no? Uh, yeah, of course, wrap right on the outside. Right, yeah. But this is going to sound sacrilegious, but I want it cooked with the bacon around it. I don't want to eat it with the bacon around it because the two flavors don't mesh. Do me. you eat the bacon afterwards? No. Then what do you do with the bacon? Now I leave it on no, the side. It's uh, like Jason, a garnish, Jason, I'm gonna give you a second to answer this because I'm, you know, in almost reach of you. I, what do you do with that? I, it very, depends. Are you at the table or not? He, he's trying to tell you there is a wrong. Right, right no, yeah. it depends. Are you at the table? <laughs> if I'm at the table, I will pass yeah, it to yeah. you and say, "Here, have this garnishment that they put on my plate." And I will glad to take any bacon garnishment you have. <laughs> period. I mean, I like. I mean, I like a lot of outside of steak. I like like salmon and stuff like that, yeah. and I like it cooked with like a honey glazed bacon uh, yeah. under it. But then I want the bacon removed because the two flavors don't mesh. Yeah, and, uh, but fair. but I do like bacon. I love bacon. Bacon makes a lot of things better. Uh, but I just don't necessarily like it with my filet. But filet's a nice cut. But if I had to say what my favorite steak is, like just going out and I want it to be a man's night. I'm not out with the you know my wife or nothing on a nice date where I'm not trying to get overly you know boisterous with my meats. And it's just my boys. <laughs> it's just my boys. Give me a porterhouse, bro. Yeah. Give me I'm, a nice porterhouse. I've never had one. That's got a bone in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. But that bone in gives it that extra flavor. And now on that one, let it bleed. Bring it okay. to me bleeding. Bring it to me. New York strip, I want that. I want it cooked black. I want, it needs to be burnt because I'm going to put some uh, scrambled eggs with it and some grits, and it's going to be my breakfast steak. The only time I find it ex even excusable to have a steak cooked well done is one in like a stir-fry type deal. I tend, like like said, I tend to like that. I tend to like that more. Breakfasty. Breakfasty's good. Like yeah, you can't you, know. you can't eat a steak that's well done in just a steak. You can't. That is anti-American, sacrilegious, anti-whatever you want to put it. Eating a well done steak in just steak form is just it's just god awful. So when you say like like stir fry, my the soup that my wife makes comes to mind like the I Asian soup. That, okay. Yeah, because she she puts the meat in raw, the steak in raw. And it's like a a flat steak, a flat top, a flat yeah. steak. And she'll pour boiling water over it and let it sit for a minute, and the boiling water will cook the cook steak it. there. But it only gets it to about medium yeah. at yeah. most. Most times it's like medium rare. That's probably the normal steak for me. Uh, but if I'm going to have me a nice porterhouse or filet, I want it almost bleeding. All right, so I'm not eating anything well done, period. Uh, because <laughs> I refuse to use... You know, my my fuel source to cook my food, i.e. a charcoal briquette, which is what a well-done steak is, <laughs> to then cook my steak. And <laughs> just seems wasteful. Um, so <laughs> so my, mine's going to be medium rare all day, and it's not going to matter the cut. I'm not a New York Strip fan. Just don't like the cut personally. Like ribeyes, um, my favorite cut is actually probably the sirloin. Sirloin is good. I love a sirloin. Do you like um, the thin, like top cut oh, sirloins, no, or do you want the nice thick, thick ones? Meaty. The thin yeah. ones are too easy to mess up. Yeah, it's either they bleed or you're chewing on a leather church shoe. It seems to be no, <laughs> no common ground there. 
where it's like you got one shot to not f this steak up, and that's it. Now see, and I don't mind my steak bleeding because if, if y'all have ever seen me eat, you uh, do like it red steak yeah. with with mashed potatoes. I oh, yeah. tend to take my mashed potatoes and swirl them in my we'll call it well, it's, it's steak red. juice. Yes, yeah, <laughs> red potatoes. Yeah, it's like Red, red October. Yeah, you know? you're dangerous, <laughs> but you just don't quite get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the, the top tier of my steak is going to be the prime rib. Preach. That, dude, that, that all juice, man, you oh, can drink it. Boy. Are you kidding me? Man, yeah. I'm just not that a big prime a, rib fan. Boy, you that all juice sauce, one. I swear I poured it in a jacuzzi tub and just <laughs> sit in it. Like, I, with a big old, like one of them big gulp straws from 7-Eleven. Have you ever seen them two beer hats? I yeah. managed to stick the funnels under the... <laughs> The, yes, the tub and just go oh, to God. I'll drink myself out of the Aju hot tub I ain't got yeah, no shame dude sometimes I get a hankering for a prime rib and that Aju so bad I will go buy Arby's and get that French dip just so I can have that now, the Aju's, French dip man. sandwich isn't the best there but no that Aju is pretty good at oh, Arby's oh yeah. yeah well you get it for the Aju right yeah. you get that in a straw right? yeah fair enough. <laughs> I've just never been a fan of the I, I've never been too big of a fan of the prime rib. I mean, it's not a bad cut of meat. It's not a bad it meal. It's the prime piece of meat. I don't understand. <laughs> it's in the work. Speaking <laughs> of prime, so I did a food review earlier this week about the prime rib biscuit from Hardy's, and I just want to say again, guys, if you hate life, you don't value your hard-earned American dollars, if you do wonder how Wookiee tastes when you cook it, <laughs> if you wonder what it feels like to hey put into the drive through Give them seven dollars of your uh seven dollars of your hard-earned money and have them throw slop in a bag and cough up a loogie in it. Go get that. I'm telling you, that is the. I've had a lot of breakfast sandwiches in my day, and you know it's not hard to tell it by looking at me. That may be one of the worst sandwiches I've ever had for breakfast. That bad, huh? The egg is good. Yeah. The fried egg is a great touch, but that meat. I understand, you know, hey, putting it to a fast food restaurant. The nine tenths of what I get. You know, like, I'm not crazy. I know that sausage yeah. is probably, you know, eight-tenths of its process. That prime rib had as much right to be called prime rib <laughs> as, like, your standard bar-ass pack of damn bologna. <laughs> that stuff was... Under, I opened up the the um, sandwich wrapper, and, I, like, I literally felt sick when I smelled oh. it. I mean, I saw the picture of it, and I, I kind of thought... It didn't like, look appetizing. Just, yeah, just because you call it, you should have smelled it. It didn't look anything like because I'm like you, Chris. Like I'm a prime rib fan, and I knew yeah. going in that you know most of the time I order a prime rib, it's like seventy bucks. I knew going in spending seven bucks at Hardee's that wasn't one of going to get. I'm not crazy, right. but I should not have it. And like, especially in the morning time, I didn't have a big dinner the night before. I was hungry. I had to take some medication though because I'm doing you know and. You know, although I got an ongoing toothache, so I had to have something. I opened up that sandwich wrapper and thought I was going to vomit. <laughs> now, did I eat it? Hell yeah, because I'm going to waste the seven bucks. Oh. Time is hard, so I powered through. Oh. Plus, I mean, people want, if you ask me to eat something and review it, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to have a it. I'm going to just go ahead and do what I need to do, but it was disgusting. But back on the after stage, I agree with Chris. The top of the line to me is prime rib. I, I wouldn't eat it for years. It looked disgusting, and then I tried it, eyes closed, and all you know. And then I was like, mm, "That's how butter meat tastes." That's exactly if, what I was just saying was butter meat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, if you could take something that has the 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 smokiness and charriness of steak, and give it the consistency of butter, it's how I would describe prime rib. Chris over there giving me two Tiger Woods, yes, you know, fist pump. I understand this, you know, and honestly, for me. 
the next year there'll be the New York Strip. The next. Really? <sighs> I'm cheap. It's not a good kind of. Meat I would rather have. I would rather have some flat iron than yeah. a, than. A, I mean, New York Strip is specifically for breakfast for me. It is yeah. a breakfast steak, and if I'm having it in that context, it's a really good steak. Yeah. Now I'll tell you who's got a really good steak. It's Cracker Barrel. That the, they got something called the Country Boy Breakfast, and like uh, that it's like a ten ounce steak, the hash brown casserole, which is the best thing on the menu in my opinion. The spiced apples and three eggs. That steak, if you get it like medium rare, absolutely slaps. Like I'm talking. Okay. Off the topic. What favorite breakfast? What has it got to be? What is on your plate? Favorite breakfast. Oh, God. So. Wrong answer. Let me tell you. All right. Here's the right answer. See, I was trying to get it together because you know I'm fat. No, so. because you're over here thinking about the Waffle House. You already know what I think about the Waffle yeah. House. I saw it going through your mind. Right. And I'm how like, many, before I, you ruin how yourself. How many items can we have, though? So get, uh, so give me an item cutoff. And that's me being fat. Like, I have a logical question. What's the item cutoff? I don't think that's fair. He said, what's your favorite? Bro? Well, yeah. Well, if, <laughs> if you can have what you wanted for breakfast. I mean, all right. Don't kill yourself in one meal. So, yeah. for me, it is. Okay. Give me the French toast. Okay. With uh, country ham. Okay. Two eggs over easy. And some grits with butter and, and pepper. Okay. That 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 to me. With, and if I want it, if I'm feeling really good that morning, a nice large cup of orange juice and a small bowl of raisin bran covered in sugar. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I had raisin bran last night. Terrible thing to eat having a toothache. Like, <laughs> did you pour a, the sugar on it? No, I poured the milk on it though. You didn't <laughs> pour any sugar on it. No, dude, you ain't had raisin bran if you don't pour sugar. Listen, here's the thing about raisin bran: you got to put one cup of raisin bran cereal into the bowl, two cups of milk into the bowl, and one and a half cups of sugar on top That's of the, the raisin. That's the high the cardboard taste of the brand portion of the cereal. Like, like I like raisin bran, but be honest, it kind of tastes like cardboard. It's delicious with sugar. With I mean, I honestly, most Everything things would be, yeah. I mean, Rice Krispies is better with sugar. Uh, well, that's because it all is a sugar, for crying out loud. Well, they're pretty plain until you put the sugar yeah, on them. Fair enough. Have you got a favorite breakfast? Favorite breakfast. Oh, by far. So, if, if I get to have what I want, I'm going to have three eggs scrambled soft. With with cheese or without? I, I'll go either or. I'll keep it simple. I'll go without. Three eggs uh, scrambled soft, salt and pepper. Uh, but I need them to be real, not that crap you pour out of a right, right, right. You know, cardboard yeah, container. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Not uh, in the milk carton. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to want them loaded with a little bit of butter. I mean, come on now. Right, yeah, put it on yeah. there. And then uh, Smother four, it, baby. four strips of bacon and two pieces of sausage, preferably on the left side of the plate because I'm picky like that. With even numbers? <laughs> huh? Even numbers? Look, three eggs, everything else is even. Okay. I don't know why the eggs, maybe it's because they got two parts, right? The, the white and the yolk, and that makes six. I don't okay. know how it works. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm having apple juice. I love fat people, Apple, I, I, apple <laughs> juice, all right. Apple oh, juice, all right. You will be telling, you know, it's going to be hurting later, but it's, it's good for you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's it, though. Not, not, any fruit, any, no any vegetables. No pancakes, no grits. No, no slices. for I don't know. Strawberry is pretty good. Yeah. Strawberry is pretty good. And slice of tomato with, with those eggs. Okay, I bet you would be good. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, and it's summertime tomato. tomato. You don't mm. even have a bread item? Like no biscuit, no toast, no English McMuffin? Or I English love muffin. eggs. Man, don't, eggs hey, don't get me on my second favorite breakfast. Go ahead. What's your first one? I, mean, I love French toast. I love pancakes. I love waffles. I, I love biscuits. I love cornbread. I love all these things. Gravy biscuits. But... Oh, now nah, I forgot about my gravy. I told you. That's what I was telling you. Well, Don't get us over. Second favorite breakfast. I did not forget about my gravy. So I'm going to do mine. Hey, three eggs, scramble it with cheese and pepper. Um, hard, not soft. Like, 
actually like my eggs done. Hey, no offense to you guys. No, it just, you know, the yolk kind of weirds me out. Hey, three sausage patties. Okay. Biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. I like where this is going. And on the side. Wait, wait, wait. Sausage gravy or just plain milk gravy? I want you to look at who you're talking to across the table and ask that question. Well, I didn't again. know because you had three sausage patties. I also got another three in this gravy. But, uh, you know, you know hey, three or four, well, hey, three eggs scrambled, you know what I'm saying, with pepper and cheese, the three sausage patties, hey, two cut open biscuits to have, and I want them piping hot with gravy poured over. All right. And then I want on the side two big waffles. All right. Hold on. Go back to the gravy biscuit. Okay. Another question. Completely smothered in that gravy with like the chunky sausage in the gravy. And the black pepper, or just like kind of just drizzled over the. Please put the biscuits in the gravy pot. <laughs> just, so, <laughs> just, just so we make no mistake about what. Dude, I want some damn gravy biscuits. Sorry, excuse gravy. me. They call that the gravy boat, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love gravy, especially like sausage gravy. Oh my god, it's delicious! And then, of course, I gotta have on the side. As you know, I'm a huge waffle fan. Until pancakes, until pancakes are developed syrup pockets. You know, hey, we tend to disagree, but. Chocolate chip waffles on the side. God uh, almighty, man. Bro, I didn't get this way like by eating two eggs and two strips of bacon. Then. Yeah, I mean, do like, you it, have yogurt anywhere uh, over there? Unless they snick it in my gravy, probably not. <laughs> Ooh, yogurt gravy. Yeah, oh, that sounds disgusting. Yeah. I actually don't mind yogurt. What about, what about here? Okay, so that, that you, you good? That yeah. you fix it? What about? Chocolate milk, too. Oh, <laughs> oh that actually sounds pretty good, yeah. though. Diabetes. But do you ever take like so, like if you're out and about, you ain't got time to fix it at home or go to a nice restaurant, you're out and about McDonald's, Hardee's, whatever, okay. and you get the gravy biscuit. I find myself every time before I do anything else, I open it up and pour the gravy over because now they're putting little biscuits in there, separating them, yeah. which is weird. Whack. Yeah, so you really need to order two things of <laughs> yeah. gravy. So you get it all poured on there, and then I find my hash brown and I'll be breaking it up and mixing it in as if it's another biscuit. No, I don't do it at McDonald's. But Hardy's uh, with the little round was that Hardy's? Yeah. That absolutely teetotally slaps. It's beautiful. Hardy's really had is. a good breakfast. Pop okay, weird one. Shrimp and grits. Who's had them? Who and grits? Shrimp and grits. I thought you never mind. I heard some else too. I heard strippers and That's grits. I, heard. I was like both. <laughs> I was. Have you got that for nine ninety nine somewhere? <laughs> shrimp and grits. Great yeah. right. <laughs> shrimp and grits is something that like I tried it once because like well like have you ever ordered something? And was like, I just want to order it to try, not because uh-huh. I'm interested in. Like, I don't think it's gonna be good. Where'd you order it from first? It was at a seafood restaurant at the coast, like Red Lobster I, I, or something. No, like that, or? that was like a mom and pop okay. little place that we stopped. Also, at like authentic. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot better than what I expected. It it's had good. some. It, it was something in the grits I couldn't identify, but it was actually it was something you had to get used to probably. But it was pretty decent. Like I didn't. Did hate they put it. the cheese on it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do shrimp or grits. So don't even look over here on this side of the road. <laughs> Chris, I, I don't no, mean. no shrimp and no grits. When he was saying there was something he had to get used to in the grits, like it's the grits. That's nasty. <laughs> uh, hey, you were salty. You put a pound of butter in there. You don't put. You don't like grits. No. Now, it took me a long time to come wait, around to grits. Wait, hold on, though. Where were you born at? It's even got a crappy grits. Where were you born? <laughs> grits. Yeah, like grit. Like just, I'm strong, tough. Hardy. Okay, where the hell were you born? To be mashed potatoes? No, no. Where were you born at? <laughs> that is an interesting question. Are grits the mashed potatoes in the breakfast world? Like, yeah, what? they are. They should be loved by everyone. They can okay, sustain put, you. Put me some chives, sour cream, butter, and cheese on them, and I will think about it. No, no, no. All you need to do, no, no. To be fair, you probably, I already know what it is. 
He'd be looking at these watery grits from somewhere because the people don't know how to make them. You get them where they're nice and thick, like the consistency that if I threw them against the wall, they'd, they'd stick. stick. Yeah. You so get them like not, that. All right. no, you get them in no. that consistency. <laughs> nah, bro. And you get you a nice big old slice of butter, and you sit there, and you give it a few minutes to really melt down in there. Then you sprinkle you some pepper over the top of it. That's all you really need. See, I'm a sugar in my grits. Now, you can put sugar in them. Missouri doesn't. Missouri also puts uh, peanut butter on their pancakes. Weird as crap. I will say, absolute total slap fest is if you don't have no syrup at home. and uh, Don't say put peanut butter on Just hit me out, though. If you're kind of poor, you know how I was coming up. What's cheaper than syrup? And you got, just hit me out, and two waffles, a peanut butter and jelly waffle... (laughs) Absolutely, teetotally slaps. I'm trying to you do you realize that jelly and peanut butter cost more than syrup. I can't explain how my mama got one in the fridge and out the other. I was like eight years old. I've done it since then. It's Wait, still delicious. Y'all kept peanut butter in the refrigerator? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. My, house, my grandma yeah. did that. Huh. It kept, it kept it fresh. She had this weird thing. Like uh, now, like, like you know what I'm saying, for years, like, I stuck syrup back in the fridge. Yeah, I still do. But and again, you have to bro- put it in the microwave. I broke the habit of myself now because every time I'd get hot waffles, I'd end up with cold syrup. I'm like, yeah. why are my waffles tasting right But now? that's why oh, you either pour your little bit in the pot and get it, like, hot, or yeah. you put it in the microwave for a few minutes. And it, you know. Yeah, but now I just open the syrup up, pour it, and do what I got to do. And, you know, it's true, too, because it's like room temperature, fast. yeah. Yeah, so, so I take me a shot real fast to put it back in the cabinet. Let me ask you this question. My wife, uh, she went to Bojangles the other day and got some breakfast, and she called me and told me about it. They screwed up her biscuit, but I, I want to know what your thoughts are. So she goes to Bojangles uh, nearby here. I won't say which particular one. Um, and she orders an egg and cheese biscuit with tomato. What they give her is... Wait, she egg, ordered what? An egg and cheese she biscuit with smack She should be arrested yeah. for that. And they're still delicious. Egg and cheese with tomato just to make... Anyway, on a Bojangles biscuit, I mean, come on. Anyway, so egg and cheese biscuit with tomato. They put on it egg and cheese and tomato. And a piece of chicken. Now, I'm confused as to... What the problem is. Right. No, this is... No, no. Do egg and chicken go together? Actually, technically, I, if you want to get technical, yes, yes. actually, they do. I mean, they're... They just don't seem they've right. They've been like, together get, from the whole from the beginning of time. <laughs> but you got two stages of chicken okay. on your one sandwich. I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's like the chicken Benedict Arnold. I want it, why wouldn't you do it? I, I, don't, yeah. I just don't know how I feel about it. It, it was too, too much... Stages Actually, did I call, it's not Benedict Arnold. What's it called? Eggs Benedict? Is that what yeah, they call that? Eggs Benedict. It just felt weird to me. I, sometimes I like to did sound she eat it though? when I am. She, she took the chicken off, ate the chicken, and then ate the biscuit. Right, I was, was it say, the Cajun chicken yeah. filet? Yes. Bro, Why did could, she ruin that biscuit? Bro, you could have threw that chicken filet biscuit in the flower bed and put it back <laughs> on the biscuit and I'd eat it. You can't. <laughs> but, dude, Bojangles, arguably to me, and now look, I love a good chicken mini from uh, Chick-fil-A in the oh, morning. Yes. I love chicken sandwich from Popeye's at lunch. I'm all right with a Chick-fil-A sandwich coming home. But for breakfast chicken, that Bojangles hard to beat, brother. How did we get on this from steak? I don't know. Well, because they also <laughs> offer a steak biscuit, just in case you're wondering. It's not as good. But, I mean, steak biscuit's fine, but that chicken biscuit's great. I don't like, like, you know, hey, morning steak like that. No, like, me either. I actually like the traditional steak. If I'm going to eat steak in the mornings, like the the... You know, breakfast steak, the imposter steak, it's just it, it, it's just not for me. Have you found a good way to reheat your steak? The garbage microwave. Why would we do that? Why wouldn't we eat it all in the first service? I was going to ask. You get a cowboy cut and you get a 44 or 42 ounce Man steak. up. I know what I'm about, son. Yeah, like I know what I'm about. Put on your damn boots. Uh, put on your hat. Climb up. Enough. Saddle up. Fair like, enough. If I knew, you know, hey, that was the path I was going to walk down, <laughs> and they closed at 10, like, I'm going to get there about 2.33 o'clock. 
Yeah. So I get my food about four. I finish eating around five. And I'd probably take me a break for 45 minutes to an hour. And then I'd go back to eating. I'm not taking no steak. The last time I come out of a restaurant with a dining box, it was my seven-year-old son's. I, no, sir. Wait a I minute, paid for dude. all that. There's a lot of food that's good left over. Pizza, spaghetti. It's sure. better the next day. The best way to steak heat up Steak is pizza? not one of those. No, no, no absolutely not. Steak, I, steak and seafood to me are the bottom two. Steak, yeah, and I think I yeah. think bone-in chicken is a bit weird the next day. Like, no, no. Nah. Well, nah. that's just because the like the 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 yeah. breading itself gets kind of soggy. No, no, yeah. no. That's still all right. You you take it cold. And what you do is you don't put it in the refrigerator. You put it in the refrigerator. You screw it up. You just stick it in the microwave or the oven overnight. Oh, so you're you a good get, fan of salmon. No. You get one <laughs> more day out. It's already cooked, bro. Hey, ain't that a lizard? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's already cooked. It ain't like it's, you're not mixing these. You stick it in there. You get one more good day out. Technically, you can leave it out for two days. But one day, leave it out. You get it the next day around lunch. You take that into work for your lunch. It's really good. Now, if you put it in a refrigerator because you, you follow these conspiracy theories that says you're going to get salmonella <laughs> if you don't, then you just got to heat it up. You got to heat it up for at least a minute 30. You got so, to overcook the chicken so that it gives it, so you, then you let it cool down for about five minutes and then it's like just right. So by your logic, uh-huh. I can scramble eggs. No. No, no, they've been cooked. That's no. what you said. It's chicken, it's been cooked. There's a di- I can scramble eggs, sit them in the microwave for two days and eat them on the third. There's a difference between an they egg and a chicken. They are not Jesus eggs. There's a difference between you an egg. You do not egg. have them on the third day. There's an egg, <laughs> and then there's a chicken. Oh. Very different. <laughs> no, Very we just different. discussed about Bojangles' chicken biscuit with egg on it, and then it was the same chicken, but now it's not the same chicken? Because when you cook things, it breaks them down. Uh-huh. So what's the best food, like the second-day food? Because it's got to be meat. Like, Spaghetti, bro. Bacon. It's a good everyday food. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> yeah, but you can make bacon fast, though. I feel yeah. like the best food on the second day to me is pizza, and I don't think that's a close Better second. than spaghetti? Probably so. Because most spaghetti well, in my lasagna's house... Lasagna's good next day. Well, anything okay. like that. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like lasagna. an Italian food is probably the best that's case. Like, yeah. The best way to cook your uh, you know, day-old pizza, or however you want to put it, is to put it back in the oven. So like, if you mm-hmm. get pizza, or fry it. If you fry it, just hot enough to... Like, your frying yeah. pan got to be... No, trust me on this. I'm fat and and I spend a lot of mornings at two a.m. getting to, getting pizza. If you take your frying pan and get it like on ten hot, and then drop a piece in there real fast and just crisp the bottom part of the crust and that put it back out. Loose. That's yeah. all you got to do, dude. I'm, I'm glad you explained that because I was over here doing technology stuff and all I heard was you say something about frying and pizza and I thought you was deep frying pizza. And you know, because I wasn't sure hey, that was gonna work. My thing is, I'll tell you what: steak is not a good second day food. No. But I'll tell you what I think is worse. Probably, in my opinion, the worst second day food, even more so than seafood. Chinese, Chinese mm. food the next day is not good. Like that sweet sour chicken is wonderful when it's hot. It ain't even good six hours later. <laughs> the you know how the chicken's typically fried? It seems like once you reheat it, it's like it's mush. Yeah, it's not. It, it, well, the ugh. rice is difficult too. I mean, yeah, I agree. I you agree. get little, you get little grit pieces, and it gets hard. Is, again, disgusting. So that's the difference between a grit and grits. <laughs> it's a grit and grits. <laughs> you pluralize it, and it's it, it's better that way. All right, we got to go. We've talked your ears off way too long. But listen, we're going to be live on the radio Monday, 6 p.m. at nextdoornextdoorradio.com. Check us back out next week for the podcast here at 3rd and 8. Thank you to Utility Construction Concepts.